Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Hey, good evening, everybody, and uh, welcome uh, once again and for the final time this season to the Eskimos Coaches Show with uh, Jason Moss. Jason Moss uh, joins us uh, in studio tonight. How are you, Coach? Doing fine, thanks. I imagine the last few days have been pretty tough on you. Uh, first off, let's just go to uh, what we know or what we don't know. Uh, on Sunday, General Manager Brock Sunderland said he was going to meet with you this week to talk about your future. Anything you can tell us about those meetings and, and what the status is right now? Yeah, I mean, they went very well. I mean, we both had uh, discussions about everything, the direction going forward and kind of what transpired and, you know, kind of like I alluded to, you know, while I talked right after the game about, you know, the 17 weeks we've been talking and, you know, we, we watched the game and watched the practice week and, you know, we obviously had a good outcome to the game and watched how our, our players played and then, you know, talked to all of them afterwards and uh, interviewed them all and kind of got their feel for the season and then Brock and I sat down and digested everything they went through and uh, together and for about eight hours I mean we just sat there and, and talked about everything and you know at the end of it we came to the, the conclusion that you know, I'm going to go forward and coach the team and I'm happy for that I wanted to do that and uh, excited about it. That process, uh, I imagine for anybody, it's difficult to go through when you when you sit down and you, and your performance, your job, kind of is in question by people. And and I guess it's worse in pro sports because everybody gets an opinion, right? When it's about pro sports, how tough has the last few days been for you with things kind of twisting a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you know, I feel very strongly in the in in you know, conf- confidence in you know what I can do as a as a head coach and as a play caller and all that. I mean, I, you just, you're kind of at the mercy of listening to, to what everybody else thinks. And, you know, I was open-minded and wanted to hear from all our players. I sat down for about 20 minutes with every single player, it seemed like, on average. I think we did it for about two straight days, and I was in there from about 8 o'clock to 5 o'clock nonstop. And I wanted to get a good feel for everything. And, you know, I wanted the feedback, and I wanted to hear how the season went and how we did uh, as a team and how the players felt and ultimately, yeah, how, you know, how they felt about me and with the direction of the team and anything I could improve and, you know, <clears throat> you know, offense, defense, special teams, all that included. And, you know, it, it is an interesting process and it's something that you, I think when you go nine and nine and you're searching a little bit of the reasons why and you have a little bit of inconsistency throughout the season. When we're good, we're good. When we're bad, it's it's a struggle kind of thing. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was it was a good exercise. But at the end of the day, I think Brock and I, like I said, level heads prevailed. I think we both listened, uh, learned a lot, and then put our heads together for a plan to go forward. And I think we both feel very confident about the re- direction. You said on Sunday, or at least it sounded like on Sunday, that you were kind of leaning towards not being the OC next year. Uh, anything on that that you can tell me and how does that process kind of roll out yeah I mean I'm you know like I said before I'll take some time to uh, divulge that information later but definitely you know it's something I am leaning towards I think uh, promoting from within is what I will do Um, you know we've got good guys on our staff and guys that I have confidence in Uh, Jordan Maximic being one of those guys Um, so 
you know, it'll be a collaborative effort like it has been in the past uh, with how we go about our business, but there will be a guy in title uh, to take over, and it'll alleviate some of the duties that I have. Uh, on the offensive side, I still be heavily involved, but it'll allow me to float around the room a bit more and get more involved with coaching our coaches and listening to our players and or watching our coaches coach in meetings and, and listening to all the information that's being spread around. And then just having time to, to talk with the players more and um, show more of a presence in, in all their rooms. And I think it's important. I think it uh, obviously, um, you know, it, it's something that I haven't been afforded the opportunity to, for sure this last year and even the year previous uh, I, I didn't do it as much as I needed to so this year it's going to be a staunch effort to, to make that happen. Eskimos head coach Jason Moss with us here on the Coaches Show on 630 Chid 737 right now my name is Morley Scott uh, the uh, the interview process with all your players that must be uh, kind of interesting Did, after you go through that and, and the talks you had with Brock do you have any kind of uh, more of an idea of what happened this year did did you get any answers to to what happened this year a little bit well I think uh, you know I think the overall consensus is we weren't as tight as a group as we probably needed to be I think there's uh, you know, you add some some pieces, you lose some pieces, uh, you move some pieces around. Guys get hurt, you know, things like that. Uh, I think looking going forward, you know, looking to do things that build our team chemistry a little bit better could help us. Um, you know, I think you know some guys got caught up in the fact that you know uh, worrying about too many things that they couldn't control, and it kind of affected some of us. And we needed to just go out and do our jobs better, and uh, believe in each other, and root for one another, and have fun. And I think sometimes, as the season progresses and as it, pr- it gets harder, it's it's hard to it's easy to lose sight of doing those things. And so, um, you know that that was more of the consensus I heard, and it's something that's you look forward to to fixing and correcting. Do you have you, you talked about we talked about the offensive coordinator position? Do you have other coaching staff decisions that you're going to have to wrestle I'm, with? I'm going to look at everything on our staff and figure it out, but that won't happen for quite a while. The media on Sunday met with a lot of players. They backed you, and most of them backed you in a big way. Uh, gratifying for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think anytime you get backed by anybody in this league and people have confidence in you, I think. Uh, you know, it, it is it is nice to hear. I, I, like I said, I feel like I do it the right way. I think we do it the right way here as a staff uh, in Edmonton, and we work extremely hard to do to do what we do and put a good product on the field and one that's entertaining. And you know, you hope that it wins every week. But you know, at the end of the day, we we give it everything we've got, and so it's nice to have people, you know, respect that and uh, believe in you. As a coach this year, what did you learn? Did you was there things that you know now after going through what you went through last year? Because you had two real successful seasons your first two years as head coach of the Eskimos last year, obviously, or this year you don't make the playoffs, you finish nine and nine. What did you learn about yourself as a coach and, and things maybe that you want to do differently? Yeah, I mean, I think each year is a little bit different. I think you learn a different lesson here and there, and I'm one of those guys too that got caught up in I don't know whether it's worrying about what everything's going on I think I was I was noticing some things and uh, I'm trying to fix a whole lot of things as the year went on it seemed like um, you know after wins after losses um, just doing uh, wearing a lot of hats and and moving things around and um, you know not to say it wore me out but it was definitely time consuming and um, wasn't as efficient with my time being in that way so um, you know I, I think every like I said 
being able to motivate on a weekly basis, being able to lay the law down, uh, holding your players more accountable, finding different ways of doing that. Um, you know, th that was one of the consensus things as well, you know, finding different ways to discipline, harsher punishments for what we do. So we are a more disciplined team going forward. You know, those are things that our players wanted and, and things that I need to learn um, and can learn uh, how to be better at. The penalty situation uh, obviously got much better as the season went along. But in your mind, I'm guessing, like everyone else, it kind of took too long to get to where it needed to be. Yeah, I mean, those penalties um, early in the season, the bigger ones especially, the, the ones that you sh feel like you should be able to control, um, you know, definitely hurt us. Um, and, you know, early season games, you know, tend to, bite you later in the season so um but where we got to at the end is is where we want to start the, and and finish next year at um and that was a lot of hard work to get there and i was proud of our guys and i thought they bought into a lot of the things we did uh there's still other things that i think we can do more of and again the harsher punishment for some of it will be um but absolutely will we be a more disciplined team going into next year yes because of the way we finished I know you you don't really measure it. I don't think disappointment when you miss the playoffs, but is it a little bit worse and a little bit more disappointing maybe because of the way some of the games went? I mean, you lost a couple of games on the last play of the game. You lost a couple of games when you should have won when you had big leads. You lost games because of penalties. You lost games from turnovers. Every game you were close in, every game that you lost, except for probably two, could have gone the other way. Your record could have been much better than what it was. Yeah, I think what's disappointing is when you feel like you have the talent and you have a team that's capable of winning every week when you only win nine times and a lot of the other losses are excruciatingly close um, and you know all it took was one more to get you into the playoffs possibly that's what's tough a tough pill to swallow and uh, I, I think what it ends up doing is it shows you the importance of every game every play um, every practice rep you take every meeting uh, note you you listen to uh, coaching point, all that stuff, how important everything is in football. And it is a game of inches, and it's a game of moments, and you've got to capture them. And we didn't do a good job of that this year. And you know, But I think the way we ended the season, the way we um, will start next year, I, I think guys will be focused, uh, much more focused because of what just happened and transpired. How important was the win on Saturday over uh, over Winnipeg? The uh, way you played, the way you guys responded during the week and then came out and played. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's as big as anything. I think it showed true character, true, truly what we're about. I mean, what we want to be about, and that's to have fun, doing what we do, enjoy each other, uh, play for one another. Um, when there's nothing, there was nothing to play for, I guess, as everybody else wanted to say. But for us, it was important to, to come together one last time and finish strong. And we talked about it all week, the importance of that. But to have fun doing it, forget all, everything that's transpired and forget about who's taking what, this rep and who's getting this ball. And let's just go out and play ball and do, do it together and root for one another and uh, be excited about doing this one last time together. And, um, to finish nine and nine, and to finish seven and two, and know that, you know, those are, those have been playoff records the last twenty years, and you know we wanted to be put in that, at least finish that category and not a losing record, and, you know, um, again a seven and two finish at home is outstanding. So you know that's that was, that was something to, to like I said to hang your hat on at the end of the year and to give you a positive feeling going forward.
You mentioned the record compared to to other teams that make the playoffs. Uh, hard. Uh, it is the CFL. It is tradition, the East-West thing. But it's hard to see a team win eight games in the East and host a playoff game. You win nine in the West, you don't even get a taste of playoff action. Uh, they say it goes around and comes around, but it really doesn't. At least it hasn't in the last ten years or so. Uh, does that add to the sting a little bit? Uh, of, of course it does. I mean, I think we all who are who are part of the CFL understand that there's something that needs to be talked about and addressed. I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. I've been saying it for three years. I mean, that I've been head coach. Um, you know, you coach in the West, it's tough. And then you look out East and the way the, the scheduling's been and um, the way the records have been happening, I mean, it's t- it's a tough pill to swallow uh, when when that's happening. But it's nothing to cry over. It's just something to talk about, I think. And, you know, we know it's not going to change anything this year for us. But going forward, I mean, you always look at, um, look at different things to change. And if there's a reason to do it, well... I think there's a course to talk about it, and I think the commissioner we have likes to talk about things and and get things at least at the forefront to to make decisions on, and, you know, why not this kind of thing? But, you know, that's not something that I'm, you know, campaigning for this year to change it right now. It's for the years Mm -hmm. in the future, and, you know, it makes sense, I think, at times when people talk about the change, but ultimately until it does, we all know the rules going in to the season, and it's our jobs as coaches and our jobs as players to win as many as it takes to get in. Just makes sense that the teams with the best record get the best reward, right? Well, I, th- Whether, I and that's not just you. I mean, I, I, to me, the perfect example is last year when you and Winnipeg are twelve and six. Winnipeg gets home field and has to play a twelve and six team, while a team that won nine game gets a bye and gets has to win one game to get to the Grey Cup, which they eventually won. And yeah. It's, it, Fair is fair, right? Yeah, I mean, you could have, you could look at that absolutely and say that you could have looked at this year and it, had we beaten Hamilton twice and they only had six wins, they would have had a playoff game as well, and we would have had eleven. We would have been in, but BC would have been out with a ninety-nine record. And if they would have beat Calgary at the end of the year, had ten wins, with ten wins, they'd be sitting at home watching another team with six wins play. So there's a lot of scenarios that could have played out that it would have looked looked pretty like it needs to be talked about and yes last year to have the records that we had being on the road and not hosting playoff games and all that stuff was something else so you know i again it's it's becoming more prevalent and i think whenever that's happening i think it's a good argument and it's a good thing to talk about and anything you're talking about the cfl is always good Above our pay grade, so I'm going to no guess. Question. Especially mine, anyway. Uh, 747, this is the Eskimos Coaches Show for Mitch and Allen Auctioneering with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. We'll take a break and be back with more. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price on Eskimos Radio. 630 Chad. We're back with Eskimos head coach uh, Jason Moss. And as Jason said earlier on the program, he will be the head coach for the Edmonton Eskimos in uh, 2019 as uh, they move forward through the offseason. We'll talk about that offseason in a second. But first, uh, the news of the day in the CFL today. All-star teams were announced. A couple of Eskimos uh, made the CFL Western All-Star team. I don't think there's any surprise that uh, Duke Williams on the All-Star team is their coach. No. Uh, what a season he had. Uh, I mean, he, he we kind of got a taste of it last year, but, man, he was just everything this year. He was unbelievable. And, I mean, he played 18 games, and, you know, he was hurting in a lot of them and kept on ticking. And, you know, he uh, he became a complete receiver. And you know, he does a lot of the dirty work we ask him to do, too, blocking and um, as, a, as a big-bodied guy that he is. And, 
he's uh, unselfish and all those things. So, um, you know, it was awesome to see his progression throughout the year and uh, excited to see him finish first in the league in receiving. Darrell Walker also named an All-Star, and you know you've had a good year when you only play 11 games and still get named to the All-Star team. Well, I mean, if Darrell, uh, I, I would say this, if Darrell played 18 games, he would have probably ran or given Duke given a run Duke for his run. money because he was, he was right on his heels anyways, and he was just heating up when that happened, and uh, I think we all know and appreciate uh, D-Walk's talents. I mean, he's as good a receiver as I've ever coached up here. Um, I mean, he's the best, if you ask me. How concerned are you about Mike Riley's situation going forward this offseason? It's obviously something that uh, is going to probably take up most of everyone's conversation until something happens. Yeah, I mean, I think as his coach and the guy who gets to coach him every single day, and uh, you, I appreciate his talents more than anybody else in Alberta, I can assure you. Um, so it's hard for me to know that he's, you know, two months from now, if we don't sign him, he's going to be a free agent. and. It's not a comforting feeling as a head coach of a club and knowing how valuable he is to us and, you know, how much respect and admiration I have for him. And, um, you know, I, I, I definitely want to coach him again. I know he's got his decision to make, and I just hope we make it easy on him um, because I, I definitely I think we all want him back and uh, are excited about 2019 with him leading us. And and to be sh- and you can head to 630ched.com on the Eskimos page and hear a long interview I did with Mike Riley on Monday that's up there now and he talks about the situation and and to be fair to him he's earned this opportunity right he's fulfilled all his contractual obligations and he's got the opportunity and, and when you're strike you got to strike when the iron's hot as they say right and not many guys get that opportunity when they're playing at the peak of their career to go out and just choose where they want to play and choose why they want to play there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, you know, for him personally, this is about as good a situation as you could possibly put it be put in. I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he's at the top of his game. He's done it for three straight years. He's, um, everybody knows what he is. He's been durable. I mean, you know what you're getting with him. There's no, nothing that you, nothing, there's not one negative about Mike Riley. So, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see if he, if we do, in fact, allow him to go to the, the open market to see what his value is. I mean, I think everyone's somewhat interested in that. Um, I hope it doesn't have, come to it. Um, but I know he's well-deserving of that opportunity, and whatever he gets, he's absolutely earned. What's next for you? Um, I'm going to get back in the office uh, tomorrow and finish up with the coaches and uh, talking to some of them. And then, um, you know, i got a hunting trip uh, at the end of the month uh uh, ready and I'm just gonna relax a little bit um, but I'm actually very motivated to start to work again I'm not going to take much time off at all and I want to dive into to the season and start uh, uh, watching things with our coaches that are in town and get ready for our February that we're going to have together spend as coaches and um, get ready for the season that's upcoming Jason, thanks for your time all season long. It's been uh, it's been fun to sit in here and talk football with you every Monday night. Appreciate it and look forward to next year now. All right, Morley. Well, thank you for having me again. All right, that is Eskimos head coach Jason Moss, who will return as head coach of the Eskimos in 2019. This has been the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. For Michener, Allen Auctioneering, have a good night, everybody.